Hey y'all, it's Camille. Hey, I'm Jessica and we are highly hormonal. Absolutely. As usual. Thank right, you. What? We're talking about morning routines today. I'm giving it away and I have wet hair. Mm -hmm. So I don't have my life together and we'll talk about it. I'm drinking coffee. It's not fall, y'all. We do record in advance, but like I'm just manifesting it because I'm already over the heat. Um, and it holds a significant amount of coffee. So, and I'm struggling. So coffee, no breakfast yet. I have no idea what I'm going to do for lunch. I need to go to the grocery. We'll all starve to death. I'm still <laughs> reading the book I was reading last time. It's almost over. I never report back to you guys. And that's something that maybe Camille and I need to do is like circle back about what we told you we were reading and if we enjoyed it or not. Camille's done a better job than I have. I don't even tell you what I'm reading most of the time because it's like smutty and I don't know that y'all want those recommendations. I do read other things, I promise, um, but I'm finishing that. Not watching anything right now. The kids and I did watch The Grinch a little bit yesterday before we went to a water park. So not listening to anything new. Just kind of surviving right now. How about gotcha. you? Yeah, pretty much. I just had my second cup of coffee, so I should be like jazzed and ready to go. Running behind as usual. And it's very ironic that we are indeed talking about morning routines today because mine got just shots of Helen back. But anyway, that's another story. I am still reading the same book. Uh, I do think we do need to uh, come back to those and kind of maybe we could do a whole episode about like books we read just for the last month or something like that and kind of get yeah. some book recs or something. We can definitely do that. I mean, it's our podcast. We can do whatever we want to. We know. Sleep attitude, my hormonal attitude. Yeah. Uh, as far as watching Two things. I Well, we're doing a lot of watching cooking shows at our house right now. I'm not really sure why we're in this whole cooking mode of like watching other people cook because, well, I mean, we both love to cook, but whatever. And, but I just am in the second season of Next Level Chef. And I started watching that because one of the contestants is a girl on TikTok that I was already following and didn't realize she'd been on the show. She okay. commented, when I was on Next Level Chef, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, and so anyway. And then another cooking show is called Secret Chef. We've only watched like one or two episodes. I don't know. It's a little gimmicky. I think the premise was going to be fun, but the show's a little gimmicky. So anyway, and I haven't eaten breakfast either. So there you go. What you wearing? You look cute. I'm wearing a Walmart shirt and a pair of shorts. I mean, like, yeah, mm -hmm. totally. Nothing I'm, fancy I'm not wearing reindeer farm today. It's a <gasps> look at you. Okay, you're still representing though. That's you're right. Still representing. So let's get into these morning routines. Let's because we're not <laughs> doing well. No, neither of us is doing well on morning routines right now. I just find very ironic. But well, go ahead and tell me about yours. Okay. So my typical, my regular, normal, whatever you want to call it, routine is I get up about 5.45, between 5.30 and 5.45. Um, most of the time, I just wake up naturally. I occasionally need an alarm because I've been doing it so long now. And especially for the last four years, I've been doing this uh, at exactly the same time. I get up and get dressed and take the dog. And I walk four miles with my best friend. She lives in another state. And she still works outside the home. I am retired. So we get up, we get ready, and by 6 or 6.05, we are walking. We use the same walking tracking app. We call each other, and we talk for literally the whole hour and 15 minutes, the whole four miles, and then we kind of like 
talk a few minutes after, and by 7.30, we're off the phone because she's getting ready for work. I then have my first cup of coffee. I don't want to interrupt you, but I have to. I love that. I knew that you walked with Mm -hmm. Annie, and I knew that I had heard you say that occasionally, you know, on occasion that you had spoke with your friend or whatever when you were walking this morning. I didn't know you did that every day. Yes. I well, love that. every weekday. We don't do it on the weekend. She works for a church. So her job is on Sunday. Yeah. And we've been best friends since we were like 12 years old. And so it's my way to keep up with her. She keeps up with me. We talk about things. We talk about everything under the sun, obviously, just as two best friends would. But yeah, we just, we literally talk five days a week because we're walking five days a week. If it, the weather permit or if the weather does not permit us walking we still get up still get on the phone we drink our coffee and we still talk so I really love that I think more people should adopt that I'm not walking in the morning and I know my best friend ain't walking in the morning but maybe we can schedule a phone call in the morning yeah there you go well and the thing is like that's the only time that she and I both had to do it together like as being retired, I could have walked, I can walk any time of the day, really, I'm, you know, like whatever, if I want to exercise, I just exercise whenever, but she only has really that block of time in the morning. So we just try to take advantage of it, you know, when we can. It's our lab. And so she goes with me after that, I have my first, so when we get back, we get off the phone or we get back from walking. I have my first cup of coffee. We get off the phone. I will read, do a devotional, you know, listen to a podcast do some computer work. That's usually when I answer emails. I check my Facebook and all of that. I don't do any of that before I walk or before I talk to her. I just really like basically stay off social media until I have spent that time really with her and also just reflecting and reading. And, you know, I do Bible studies or read scriptures or whatever. That's my time to kind of like center myself, do my, you know, really thinking and praying I know everybody's different you know they consider it meditation or whatever but anyway that's my time for me and then by you know 8 30 9 o'clock I've already had the second cup of coffee and I'm rolling for the day I mean so yeah I mean that's pretty much my everyday routine that's it you so you know like I'm the fact getter and the researcher I have a lot of information about like the things that you're saying and you're doing okay are one things that People who report high productivity do, and very successful individuals report that they do. So you're doing like a lot of those things. So that's really, it's really intriguing. But I want to ask, because you are retired, Yes. I mean, you're retired from education. How does your routine differ now that you are retired versus when you were working outside of the home? Okay. When I was working outside the home, depending upon what type, what, years of my career obviously sometimes you know at one point I had small children and then I had older children that drove themselves okay but pretty much every day started the same I was up early probably 5 to 5 30 to get ready because I was at work by seven o'clock basically every day I did at the time work with I lived within about five minutes of where I worked so it was real simple to get there you know pretty early but yeah and I I mean I would grab coffee but I was always like coffee and out the door after I'd packed my lunch you know that was the last thing kind of I did got up got ready 
I did not have time to read in the mornings. I did not have time to really listen to podcasts. Like I was just too focused on what have I got to do today? My brain was running through a thousand things. I didn't spend any time studying or praying or meditating or any, no quiet time. It was like hit the ground running. So it really looked a lot differently. And I definitely didn't exercise during that those years. I mean, I just, I never had time. I just did not feel like I had time. And I, and honestly, I was not a person who wanted to sacrifice another hour of sleep just so I could get up and exercise for an hour. I don't care that much about it. I mean, I just didn't, I did not make it a priority. I don't like it. I don't like to sweat. I don't like to exercise. I don't like to work out. I don't like to go to the gym, but I do walk. I mean, I will walk, but that, you know, so I just did not make that a priority. I didn't make myself a priority back in those years either. I mean, you know, it is what it is. And because my life is different now. I agree. You're saying that you didn't make yourself a priority. And I think as a woman, I'm not saying that. I hate when I say as a woman, y'all, I'm speaking as what I am and what I know and my experiences. But as a woman and, and as a mother, we sacrifice our time or our finances or whatever for our children. Like, I feel like we give, give, give. And I think that is very typical of a, of a mother of a career minded woman. It's that we prioritize things different. We don't make ourselves a priority. Yeah. I mean, and I for sure know I didn't, and I know I didn't make my health a priority back in those days either. So, I mean, it just, you know, and, and, Here's the thing. And then years later, it truly took a toll on me. I had to make some drastic lifestyle changes in 2017, you know, and I wasn't yet retired then. I was getting close to retirement. I had to make some drastic health changes, lifestyle changes, or, I mean, I was really not sure what kind of health problems I was causing for myself. I was already causing some, but thankfully ones that could be reversed through health and exercise, you know, changing some things. But it was like a really, you know, I had a little wake up call a couple of times and it was like, mm-hmm. are right, you got to do something differently? But I will say this. So 2020 is when I retired. So we kind of started this routine a year before I retired and um, gives me so much energy throughout the day. And I would just feel like I'd accomplished so much because I got up and made myself a priority for an hour, an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I needed that and I didn't realize how much I needed that mentally and emotionally but I did need it. And so I agree. We take so much care of other people and we want our children, our husband, our friends, our family to be taken care of. That's just, you know, who we are. And it's that need to nurture, you know, and care for others. That's part of our DNA. But I realized I had to make some changes and I am so glad that I did. But I mean, I love my routine now and I really get irritated if it gets messed up. And Mm -hmm. I say that with gritted teeth because it, it really irritates me. Like it rubs me wrong and I can just, Ooh, it's like, I can't get everything done that I want to do, or I feel like I'm not getting anything accomplished for the day and I'm irritable and cranky. I mean, just because it might get a little shifted Mm -hmm. that I get that irritated by it now when I used to be like I'm not waking up and exercising I'm not doing that (laughs) I'm gonna sleep every second I can but now if I don't get up and follow kind of that basic routine every day even on quote unquote my days off it irritates me but yeah tell me what some stats say I am interested in that I'm gonna put all of these in the show notes I pulled from a couple of different sites 
Yeah. And I feel like some of them are pretty reputable, but we will give you all of the websites in the links um, in the show notes. But it said that 88% of Americans have a morning routine. Hmm. 8%. That's really higher than I would have thought. Okay. It is much higher than I thought. But um, according to leaders.com, now their information was all based on success. That's not all of us. We're not all wealthy individuals. We're all successful. So I did not pull a lot from them because I thought it was such a small sample size for sure. Mm -hmm. But 92% of highly successful people have a solid morning routine. And I think about that. They, you know, they say like type A people are those that tend to be the most successful. But then I also think about some really successful people I know, they don't have their shit together. Like they rely on assistance and stuff because they can't keep up with nothing. They don't know where Mm -hmm. anything is. You know, they're just out there willy nilly, whatever. So Mm -hmm. I expected that number to be high, but then I also think about how creative minds work and they are not typically the most organized like creative yeah free thinkers yeah i agree with that and a lot of those folks are successful too so they just find success in in a different way so i thought that was interesting but like you i'm very surprised that that many people have a morning routine 88 Mm percent but it's funny when you look at perspective because 92 percent of people with a morning routine say that they are successful, that they are highly successful individuals, like functioning and productive. Okay. But then only 20% of what 20% less, 72% of people without a morning routine report the same thing. So folks who say they don't have one, still the majority of them still feel like they're successful and productive. So it's, it's perspective. Who knows when they asked, if they were yeah. like, yeah, we're doing this survey about morning routines. And they're like, I'll show you. I'm, I'm going to tell you what I want you that's to think. Versus, And I'm not crazy. saying that that's the case, but it very much kind of seems that way to me. And so the things you were talking about doing in the morning, I don't have this quoted here, but it is um, listed in the link that will attach the show notes. They said that reading in the morning at least for 30 minutes, is a trait of successful individuals. Hmm. How do they define success? I don't know if that's financial financial freedom or entrepreneurs. I don't know what they deem as success or successful, but they say reading 30 minutes a day and doing it in the morning because it gets your mind going you know, cognitively, you're, you're using your brain, you're functioning. And you talk about how you avoid your phone and Mm -hmm. social media. You don't do that until you've walked. And I mean, yes, you're on your phone, you're talking to your friend, but you're not scrolling, right? Yes. You're not checking email, not checking social, not checking all your text messages and what you missed up, you know, missed in the world the night before. And they say, one, that it is a extremely high and common for folks to check their phones first thing as soon as they wake up but they report that people who don't are happier and they are less stressed starting their day avoiding basically the, the electronic world out there so you are you know setting yourselves up for success and and being happier and and less stress starting your day. All right. And so you're talking about what you do in the mornings. And I know I haven't talked about my morning routine. We'll get there. But the most common morning routines in the USA 
The mm-hmm. top three things that most individuals do are drink coffee, hey. exercise, and shower. Those are the top three things that everybody, yeah. not everybody, but most people have in common. Yeah. But they I say, oh, I did not throw that in, but I do shower. And other major habits are checking email and social media, cleaning of your home, checking news, watching the news, making your bed, and then having breakfast. So do you make your bed? Do you make your bed every morning? Yeah, my husband and his service animal, she gets right back in the bed with him. He's still in the bed. No, mm-hmm. he is not a morning person. So I have, I mean, there used to be a saying of when or commercial when we grew, when I grew up. Okay. That was, it was uh, from the army. Okay. It was, a, it was from the actual recruiting for the army. We do more before 9am than most people do all day, mm-hmm. but I seriously do so much before 9 a.m. because he's usually up about 9 nine thirty, and so I just do when all of this stuff that don't require me to like talk to him about something because we you know have a lot of businesses together or whatever but I do those things without that I don't need you know his input on so he's still asleep I don't make the bed that's a long story there but anyway I, but no I don't make the bed in the morning I don't make the bed in the morning um the only facts that I actually wrote down, uh, we were talking about drinking coffee. I'm drinking coffee. You're drinking. Are you drinking coffee right now? I just okay. finished up and I'm done. Yeah. I'm done with coffee for the day. 43% of Americans report drinking coffee in the morning is the crucial start to their day. 43%. Okay. Did you think they'd be higher? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Or maybe it's kind of the way that's phrased, the crucial part of their day. Crucial. Like mm-hmm. to starting their day, right? Where, yes. I mean, I don't know that I consider it crucial to starting my day, but do I want to do it? I like that part of my day, but I don't know so that do I you, think it's is enjoyable. Like it's a routine and it's comforting. It's a warm little drink. Or is it like you need the caffeine, like you're in a fog unless you drink it? I don't need the caffeine. You say you don't need the caffeine. I don't need the caffeine. I can drink a coffee and go straight to sleep. Like mm-hmm. it does not bother me. So for me, it is not the jump start that my system needs to get going. It is more about it's a comfort, like just sip on it. And it's just a habit that I enjoy. That makes sense. Yeah. I said I had, I didn't have any more facts, but that's not true. I was going to quote this. Um, the National Alliance on Mental Illness mm-hmm. actually said that if you start with a glass of water that it improves stress levels because I don't know, it does something to neurotransmitters in the brain. I'm not going to read it all to you, but mm-hmm. they say actually drinking water, not that you can't have coffee, but you should start with a glass of water before you have your coffee. And that helps combat stress and, and other things like that you may encounter throughout the day, especially if, if you have a job. I mean, yeah. Even people who love their job, there are stresses at your job. Of course. Well, most of, okay, in the hot, hot summer months where we are right now, while this is being recorded, I drink like 24 ounces of water during my walk. I take the water bottle with me and have 24 ounces of water with electrolytes. So I get water before I ever have coffee. Do Mm -hmm. I do that every day? No, I do it when it's really hot or humid outside. And there's no reason why I don't other than I just, some days I just don't, you know. And then in the wintertime, a lot of times I'll take my coffee with me. I walk and drink coffee at the same time because I mean, it's warm and I like coffee. So there you go. Last question. Do you do anything 
to prepare for your morning routine the night before? Yes, actually I do. I lay out whatever I'm going to exercise, like whatever clothes I'm going to put on. I lay those out. I mean, socks, underwear, workout clothes, if that's what I'm doing, you know, the next Mm -hmm. day. Yes, absolutely. I lay those out ahead of time. So you have that in common with 44% of Americans. They prepare the night before. Yeah. Now, if it's a day that I'm going to get up and not exercise, then Mm -hmm. no, I don't lay all that stuff out. But it's like, that helps me remember I made a commitment. I said I was going to get up. I said I was going to exercise because I still don't like, still don't like exercise. But so, and I know with my friend and I doing it together, it keeps us both accountable because let's face it, if I'm going to be completely transparent and say, if she wasn't, if I didn't think she was on the other end of the phone walking, I wouldn't be doing it. I wouldn't be walking. I wouldn't be Mm -hmm. exercising. Because I don't like it. It keeps me accountable. And I like, I get up and it's like literally right there at the end of the bed, you know, it all out right there. I even lay out my earbuds. So in the same place where I know they're with my clothes, I pick those Mm -hmm. up. That way I'm ready. Just out of curiosity, do you Mm -hmm. guys use, so you said you use the same app so you can see her trail where she's walking. She can see Mm -hmm. where you're walking. Does that link to your husband at all? Like, does he know where you are if something were to happen or does it have any built-in alerts? I've got a friend that I used to work with and she has something installed on her Apple Watch where if somebody were to grab her, if there's like a forceful move or a change Uh in her standing, I guess, it notifies her emergency contacts without her doing it because she walks with her dog and her dog seen a squirrel or something and like surprised her. She's like, she was daydreaming and the dog jerked her and she actually fell and she like fell and it took her a second to recover. And then she jumps back up because she's embarrassed. Right. 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 And she she wasn't hurt. So running again and her watch thought that she had been abducted. And so it called her two emergency contacts and Uh she's trying to make it stop, but you can't stop it once it's in progress. Do you have anything like Um, that? I do not have that set up. I think my watch will do that. I just don't have that set up. No, we are on, since we are actively on the phone together, we were out walking and somebody almost literally, I mean, it was early in the morning. It was when it was still dark out, like super early, you know, anyway, it was still dark. It was before time change and somebody got way too close to me on like on the grass at the edge of the street in a residential area. Guy was coming by too fast. Like I immediately realized he's not moving over. I go, Hey, I yell really, really loud, hoping he can hear me over. I don't know if he's on his phone or what. Well, it turns out he was on his phone, but anyway, and he like swerves past me, like away from me, hits the brakes and jumps out and starts yelling and like screaming and cursing me and all this stuff. And she's hearing it. And she's like, do I need to hang up now and call 911? And I was like, no, because I was steady walking away from him. I mean, I was able to get, you know, it wasn't like he got up next to me. He was just stood at his vehicle and started screaming at me. And I was like, no, or whatever. But so I feel like we're each other's kind of safety and I know the route that I'm walking as far as I have, before I ever walk a route, I mean, I've, I know, live on, made it a point to like, I know these two houses or I know this business is at the end of this street. So I could go there. I mean, I guess I just kind of have always, and I stay to pretty traffic and well-trafficked areas. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is I'm not going down any back alleys <laughs> or anything like that, you know, and I've got the dog and I just, 
I don't feel unsafe really ever, but yeah, if I were to fall in a hole or something, I would need some help, but yeah, I pretty much know. And I always like drive a route beforehand, mm-hmm. you know, and if I ever change up my route, I'll say, Hey, I'm going to change up my, I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell her or tell my husband, hey, I'm changing up my route today or something like that ahead of time. Like the night before I'll be like, Hey, I'm going to change up my route tomorrow and add another half, a different half mile, but I'm going to go by X street or around such and such. I mean, I just try to keep them basically informed, but anything like that. Yeah. But I'm not a scary person. Like I don't get scared easily. Not that I'm not aware of things, but I just don't, I don't scare easily. So I guess I don't think like that. Like I don't think all of the what if scenarios, you know what I mean? We're the opposite. Yeah. Yes, we are. You know, I'm checking my exits. I'm thinking if this is, this happens, this is what I'm going to do, especially if my kids are with me. Anytime I walk in somewhere or go somewhere new, even if it's an outside venue, I'm thinking about, I can get out here and get out here. I think of all the what ifs, all, all the what ifs everywhere, anywhere, especially with the kids. So I scare easy. I spook easy. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. And I think it has to do with the age of your children too. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, my children are all grown, so I don't think of it, which, which they're maybe in more danger now than they were when they were little to be truthful because they're out on their own, you know, and they do their own thing and half the time I don't even know, you know, but I, I do think as parents, as mothers, you know, we, we, we get, think of all those things that could happen when they're little and they can't basically defend themselves or, you know, do all take care of themselves completely. So I think it does ease up a little bit when you're an adult, because you realize a lot of what is out there, like, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, and I can't control them. I mean, they literally are all adults. I don't even know what the verbiage or how I'm wanting to express what I'm thinking, but basically, well, I guess giving your kids free reign a little bit at what age is it safe to let your kid run into the grocery store by themselves what age are they allowed to walk around the mall by themselves Uh you know when can you take them to a water park and just park your little butt and read a book and let them do whatever they want to do like what is because i just differ so much Uh within my friend group Uh and within my kids friends groups Uh and I'm probably one of the most strict. I literally just let my two girls go to the bathroom by themselves without me two weeks ago. I would really like other mamas out there to email us and comment because I want to know. I'm not saying that I need everybody's guidance or everybody tell me that I'm doing the right thing or, you know, I know some of them will scold me and say I'm doing the wrong thing, but I just kind of, I guess I want to, maybe I should just do the research myself and find out what people are doing. But anyway, that's back to topic. Your routine. Let's talk about your routine. I don't have one. You used to work outside the home. You Mm -hmm. had a career career outside the home. Yes. So pre-COVID, pre-COVID, it was very rigid. I was up before I got up and I fell. Um, and as our farm hat routine went from taking just 20 minutes to taking an hour, if something is a little off and you you're trying to watch somebody, you know, sometimes an hour and a half, even if I had to go to work and I had to take kids to school. So I have 
always been the one to take children to school. While I worked, my husband always picked them up. So that was kind of how we split it. It worked out great because he goes to work really early. He's up at 4.30 every day. He can't sleep in to save his life. Me, if I don't have anything to do, which is never, there's always kids and animals, I can sleep. And like you, I'm not prioritizing all these other things that are probably beneficial to me in the morning. And thinking about necessities and what I have to do. So before COVID, up before the sun, my animals. Then I would come in and I would wake my children up. I would get in the shower. Then I'd get out of the shower. I've got all this hair. I took a shower this morning before it it's wet. It takes a long time to blow dry. So I would let it air dry as long as I could. So I would pack their lunches while my hair is air drying. I never packed a lunch for myself. That was a benefit of being a dietitian at a hospital. It was a perk. I got to eat for free. So I never packed my lunch. I knew I could always eat there at work. Packing their lunch, going through their backpack. Because I had a very solid morning routine before COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't check those baby night before to save my life. And if my husband did to help me, it's... I I was so lost this morning. I'm digging through stuff and I'm like, daddy's already signed this. Daddy's already looked at this, but daddy didn't tell me about it. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. So daddy signed this field trip thing or whatever, but he didn't give you any money. Like it was just like partially done because it wasn't his routine. Mm -hmm. So I would go through their backpacks or in kindergarten, you had to sign something every single day saying that you acknowledge their behaviors or whatever. Then I'd start waking up the boy. I'd turn on the lights in the bedroom. Hey, hey, bud time to get up because it takes him a while to get going too. So I'd turn on the lights and I'd start blow drying my hair and he sleeps in my bed. So me being right there in my bathroom, it's just a case opening. There's not a door to separate it so he can hear the blow dryer. So then like he's being exposed to this noise. He's being exposed to light. So it's like a gradual thing because I'm telling you, he's cranky. You know, you wake him up. He's got this attitude and he hated school too. And so he cry before he was in school. I just let him sleep. Um, my mom and my mother-in-law used to come to our house. That was like, I know that's huge and such a saving grace. And I like should probably thank them every day for the rest of my life because my babies didn't go to daycare and I did not have to pack them up in a car and take them anywhere. So -hmm. before anybody was school age, I just got up and took care of animals, got myself ready and went to work. Like my Mm -hmm. kids could sleep. And I know that is like hard on mamas. They've got little bitty ones. They're packing diaper bags and stuff and like dragging them out in the heat and in the cold and stuff. And I've I've never had to do that. I'm super fortunate. And blow dry my hair. I'd straighten all this long hair and I'd put on makeup every day. I've only had makeup on. I don't know that. Okay. I say I've only had makeup on once, maybe once for this podcast or maybe none. I know I've fixed my hair by straightening it, but I don't know that I've actually worn any makeup for this. And I want to do an episode on that too. Before COVID, I wore makeup every day, mm-hmm. every day, work without makeup. And if I had, um, it was stashed in my purse and I'd run to my office. I'd start getting my work done. And then like my first break, which was whenever I deemed it because I was salary, I'd go in the bathroom and throw that makeup on. And that would be my first break because I'm not walking out of that office. 
I'm not going to see patients or a coworker with no makeup on. Yeah. Okay. Then COVID hits. I'm in my office. I'm not seeing patients at first. We don't even know what it is. We don't know exactly how contagious it is. Like all of the unknowns. And then it's like, well, I'm getting up and going to work and I'm still doing work, but I'm not seeing anybody. And then I'm wearing a mask when I do see people. And so makeup was the first thing to go. It's like, shoot, that's 30 minutes I can sleep, you know? Yeah. So I, I dropped it and then it got to, my hair is naturally wavy. So I was like, it, it'll dry. It'll air dry. It'll be healthier for my hair. And It'll air dry in my office. And then by the time I do see a couple of people, because it's still very limited, my interactions at work, it'll be like beach waves and it'll look somewhat nice. And at this time, COVID hit, obviously, 2020. That's when the farm opened in 2020. So that's the very first time I got eyelash extensions, which I have kept. So then that was like the best thing. I was like, oh my God, I've got eyelash extensions. It looks like I'm put together and really I'm not, you know, don't nobody know. So that, that was like super easy. It's like, oh my God, get up. And it looks like I've got mascara on and I halfway have my life together. So COVID really started this not fixing my hair, not wearing makeup. Um, and now it buys me late, but our farm has grown so much since 2020. Now that time that I was sleeping because I wasn't fixing my hair, or doing my makeup is now spent feeding animals. Um, so that was April. My kids were still in school. So I still had this somewhat routine, get up, feed animals, but then I wasn't hopping in the shower. Then I'm helping the kids. I'm drinking coffee while they're getting ready kind of thing. I'm drinking coffee in the car, taking them to school. And like that became a comfort thing that mm-hmm. I couldn't get rid of. I had to drink my coffee in the car. That drop-off line, mama's taking them babies to school. That I get so frustrated. Drop off and pick up. People don't know how to merge. That's how we do it at our school. There, It's two lanes and then it merges to one and we do every other. It is on the school website. They send papers home in the beginning of school. They send out reminders. There's literally signs out there that tell you to merge. And like these mamas and grandmamas, like they've got to be that one car link in front of you. Literally, there are five or six teachers up there opening the door simultaneously. Your kids getting out the same time mine is, whether your cars in front of me, like but they like can't, they can't, and it's morning and it's at school and they've got babies and they can't be kind and it pisses me off. So coffee became this little calming thing to me to have my coffee in the mornings. Mm-hmm. But now it's summer break and they're not in school. Um, Although that's quickly coming to an end and they'll, they'll be back at it. It just depends on what the kids have going on. You know, they've had some summer camps. They've had, you know, some things at school that they've done over the summer. They've had play dates or whatever. So then my whole life is just based around them. Okay, what time do they have to get up? Okay, what is an appropriate time to feed the animals? You know, whatever. So now I don't have a routine, but I do somewhat have a flow. I'm going to get up. I'm not waking my kids up. It's summer. I am letting them sleep for the most part as long as they want to. Getting up. I'm feeding animals. Then I come in from feeding animals. If my kids are still asleep, I'm making coffee and I sit down at my kitchen bar or at the table. 
I drink my coffee and I check my emails. Not personal. Most of the time it's business emails. I respond right. to all of those and I check our social media. My husband and I have the have it figured out he is the poster and I am the the commenter and you know replying to comments and, yeah. and keeping our social media alive by the time I have fed animals and whatever we've got lots of comments I can expect 20 to mm -hmm. reply to but then if you guys understand the algorithm on social media once I start replying to them it's like it boosted up in other people's posts so then as I'm commenting more comments are coming in and so then I get myself in this loop that I can't get out of and next thing you know mm -hmm. I've been drinking coffee and like commenting on social media for an hour mm -hmm. so that's like I do that every morning and now that I've done all this research I'm like oh my god I need to stop this it is beneficial for our business, but I was like, I need to like take care of me first before I do all of this stuff. And I, I think, I think I do need a routine. I, I don't read statistics to know these things because at the end of the day, a lot of days I feel overwhelmed that there's not enough time. I wanted to do that today. And I'm like, there's just not enough time in the day. But then when I sit there and think, well, I didn't get finished feeding animals until 930 in the morning. And then I'm starting sitting down with more coffee or whatever. Right. And I'm, you know, when I had a job, animals were fed. My kids were dropped off at school. I was ready to go and I'm getting to work and I'm a productive human who's already accomplished a lot within her home at 830. Mm -hmm. And now it's not that way. And I should have more time now. I should be more productive now. And not every day, but like here recently. But I'm not, I'm probably not going to exercise. I like, <laughs> I talk about it all the time Yeah. that I'm going to start. And then I will. And then I do a little bit and I feel good. I'm like you, I don't like it, but I'll feel yeah. good. And I think, okay, I'm not doing it for for the in the moment it's for right. taking care of me and you do feel better afterwards and I like try to like you know get myself all excited yeah. about it and I lose it and it's so funny I'm that way because I used to exercise all the time really okay and I loved it I had to exercise I used to get up when Russell and I first started dating I'd get up and I had a gym membership I'd be at the gym at 4 a.m wow if I had insomnia or a study session went too late I'd go to the gym I'd be at the gym at midnight, one o'clock oh, in the morning. Wow. I was a student athlete. I was a swimmer. And like we did lots of conditioning outside of swimming, but swimming is overall really good for your body. And so like I'd always kind of had that mentality. Also probably had a unhealthy relationship with exercise for a little while because mm -hmm. it one, it was easy because I liked it. It had been a part of my life for so long as a student athlete always you know conditioning or being involved act you know physically active in something mm. well I do I kind of do know what the catalyst is and god we could do 50 shows on this my cholesterol was high and mm. I was young and active mm. and so I go to the doctor you know they're telling me about my diet they're like obviously you're active but you know these are the things you're eating and that was the great thing about being young and having a metabolism I could eat whatever yeah. the hell I wanted to whatever right. I wanted to right you, you know we want to eat a large pizza by ourselves that's fine I'm still thin and you know <laughs> who cares what it's doing to my body my mm. thought was I'm still thin right um, so I must so, be healthy right I'm I'm fine mm. so then they tell me my cholesterol is high and they want me things I eat and so then I start doing it 
And then it's, I've lost more weight and I wasn't a big person to begin with. And I was like, I'm not going to say that thin has not always been promoted as beautiful and like the way to be, because I, I think it has. I think the idea of thin and what's beautiful has gotten crazier over the years. I think about like Mean Girls, that movie, and like clueless and like all of these shows in the late 90s early 2000s of how thin girls were portrayed and mm-hmm. like these midriffs and i remember a girl making a comment on a movie about like well if you can't see her hip bones she's not really that thin and i'm thinking oh my god you know and so anyways mm-hmm. i lost even more weight and then it became a control thing and i I cut out even more things the doctor didn't say I had to, but I should limit them. And so then it went from I limited them healthy to I would omit them. And so then it was it was a control thing and exercising more like kept me at this even smaller weight. So it was easy to be part of my routine then because I liked how small I was. That was the motivation. It was not health. It was enjoyable, though, so it didn't feel like this punishment. It was something fun. But now I'm not that way. Now I don't care that you can't see my hip bones. You're never going to see them again. I don't really give a shit. It just is what it is. I I don't have this. Anytime I get motivated to lose weight or do something different, it's because my pants are tight and I don't want to buy more pants. It literally is simple as that. It's not being healthier or whatever it's I'm cheap and I'm not buying more pants so I got off on a whole damn tangent y'all if you're still with us this in this many episodes in you know that's what I do god help me I cannot I don't know what to even title some of these episodes I mean like there's a topic that we think we're going to talk about and and we talk about beard sideways oh my gosh but we better wrap this one up we have been talking for at least an hour Okay, so here's the deal. I don't really have a morning routine. Yes, there are certain things that I have to check off my box that have to be done in the morning. Sometimes I feel productive and successful. Other times I don't. So maybe in a few episodes, I'll be able to tell you guys in the morning, like, hey, I actually have a morning routine now. And I do feel more productive and more successful because I do know since that panty episode, I've thrown some out. No, we didn't. We didn't say it. But like, I guess because I was forced to acknowledge how much underwear hoarder I was. Yeah. Well, but you got to remember, I totally, totally downsized a lot of stuff when we moved into our camper and have been living in our camper for almost a year full time. So, I mean, I got rid of a lot of stuff, including Mm -hmm. underwear and whatever else. So. No, I hadn't done either. I've thrown away a couple of pair and Victoria's Secret has a sale right now, like 10 for 35. And I keep telling myself, I'll buy 10 and I'll throw out 10. But then it gives me anxiety. Think I've thrown out two pair and I'm thinking, I've got to throw out eight more pair or 10 more pair. I can't, but I need to. I don't know. We'll see what I do. But thank you guys so much for listening to me ramble and Camille tell us about her morning routine because (laughs) God help, I can't keep a topic to save my life. Oh my gosh. Thank y'all for being here. If you have any questions or comments for us, please reach out to us. We are on Instagram at Highly Hormonal. We also are uh, our email address is highlyharmonal at gmail.com and 
you can uh, always please rate us because it helps us bump up and all the we get sent out to more people. And yeah, we would love to hear from you. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for sticking with us. And uh, we <laughs> hope you'll tune back in next week for whatever crazy topic and we'll start off talking about and not talk about it in the end. And for rabbit trails that we'll follow, follow right. along the way. All right. Uh, y'all have a great one. Bye. Thanks, guys.